Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Put your hands together one more time for the Lord. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, My neighbor, our pastor is in the house. Oh, you missed a very good place to put your hands together. Lord, hallelujah. We have been blessed with one of the best pastors in the world. Hallelujah. Amen. Ask your neighbor, do you believe in this? Amen. She is always feeding us with the word of God. She is always giving us counsel that has the ability to turn our lives around. She prays for us on a daily basis. And during our exam, she prays for us every single day until we are done writing our exams. She is a pastor who loves us. She is a pastor who cares for us. She is a pastor who lifts us up daily before the throne of grace. Put your hands together as we welcome God's anointed, God's servant, our one and only pastor, Sing it as if you believe it. Put your hands together for the Lord this morning. I said, for the Lord, for the Lord, for the Lord, out of shout. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Wow. Take your seat. Our choristers are a bit late this morning, so we have to continue the service and see what's are you there? All right, let's do a few announcements. You know, I always forget my announcements when I start talking to you. So let's do the announcements first. And I want us to start by welcoming our online audience. Amen. And yeah, we want to just say you are welcome if you have tuned into the present service. This is the first of two services on a Sunday. And we are happy to have you with us. Amen. 
Now, the second thing I want to say is that we are already in the month of August, and this month we are becoming spiritual people again. Amen? Yeah. Tell your neighbor, you need some spiritual exercise. I said, tell your neighbor, I, that's I know you, you need some spiritual exercise. Yeah. Hallelujah. And so throughout this month of August, Tuesdays and Fridays when we wake up to flow with Bishop Dagon at 4 a.m., those two days we are also fasting. Is that all right? 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And when we fast, then we also pray. Fasting without praying is what? Is hunger strike. Or you are planning to lose weight. Please ask your neighbor, have you been planning to lose weight? Okay. So we fast on those two days. Is that okay? Hey, you'll not mind me again. All right. And then we pray. Yeah. That every evening, I mean Tuesday evening, Friday evening, there's extra, extra prayer. Now the next two Fridays, I want you to have an all night. Is that okay? Yeah. I want you to have an all night. Yeah, you see, the clapping is coming from only one side. You'll be blessed as you. The rest you won't clap. You will not. <laughs> Hallelujah. You are only going to lose a little bit of sleep. And you see, you will notice that the prayers that we are praying at this time, they are prayers for you. It's your own prayer. So if you will not pray for yourself, I don't know who will pray for you. Here you are. Wife, you don't have yet. Husband, you don't have yet. Are you there? If I let start, you have not even finished school yet. Those who are finishing Quran, they don't know whether they are going to their left or their right. Yesterday, somebody sent me a text and said, Mommy, I am at Snake Junction. Snake Junction is the name of a certain camp. Because you don't listen to camps, you don't understand. But it's like the person, you are standing there. They are, I mean, the roads are, it's a crossroad like that. Is it left or is it right or is it straight? How will you know? Only God. Tell them, only God. Hey, you are very quiet, though. Hey. As you are there, some of you have seen how your parents are struggling and quarreling with, their, with themselves. Because when they were your age, nobody was there to tell them that, listen, before you marry, pray. So they married according to whatever. Yeah, whatever. Tell them about whatever. And don't you dare disrespect them for it. They have done their best. But you, you are in a church and you have an opportunity. So you're going to pray this Friday and next Friday. You will not die. You will not die. Tell neighbor, we will not die. Oh. <laughs> Some of you, the way you are looking at me is like, <laughs> hey, you don't know how your life can misfire if you like, don't pray. Do you understand when I say misfire? Yeah. Those of us who are now older, me, I'm in my 60s. My, all my classmates, have, they, are, they are retirees. And the stories are different. And some of the stories are very sad. Yeah. Are you there? So you are going to do what? You're going to pray. You're going to pray because you find out that you are doing biomedical engineering, but you are actually of course. You are actually of course. You are actually of course. No, no. You are of course. It was not in the plan. But as you pray, as you pray, you make a road and God will just, just, do, just do this like this. He'll just divert you on some course and then you are back online amen is that okay so tuesday we're fasting friday we're fasting friday there's an all night sunday we call it a fast we're just saying come to church without eating immediately after church you can you can go and eat amen 
the, the word encounter, people were crying. They said that, ah, you people, by 10.30, you are done and you are eating. They, they, they have to be on it at 1.30, but that's how it is. Now, my third announcement, August 28th, that's the last Sunday of this month, we are, we are going to have a, a global healing Jesus service. Amen. Healing Jesus Crusade is the, is, the, is the evangelistic wing of Bishop Dag's ministry. And I mean, if you're in this church, you should know that they are doing very wild things. Yeah, very wild things. Amen. And we want to be a part. So on that day, I want you to bring an offering. That offering is a special offering, all of which is going to go to the Healing Jesus campaign. You need to understand what they are about. Do you understand? Hello? You see, when you have never done even... A, a, a mini crusade in front of your house. You don't know what it takes to do a crusade. Yeah, a campaign. But it is done. Their, their next port of call in September is Madagascar. And they have been trying to enter Madagascar for about six years. Yes. The first hurdle that they faced was that Madagascar, they drive on the other side of the road. And they say, you cannot bring the trucks you have. So they had to go and look for money to buy a whole fleet of, because when you drive on the other side of the road, the, hand, the driver is on the other side. Hello? The driver is on the other side. Are you there? So that was the first hell they had to. Then Madagascar is an island. You cannot cross by land. So when they finished, they had to ship everything. They had to ship it. Are you there? You are very quiet though. In order to, to, to do it, they had to open an office and have somebody living there. The person now had to live and understand all the rules and the laws and everything. Tell your neighbor, it costs money. And if we send you, you won't go. You will tell me you are in the middle. I'm, please, I'm learning. I'm in the middle of my... Somebody has gone. He has to be paid. So when we say we are raising money, it's not what you think. The church is quiet. Yeah. yeah, but I've been seeing them. Have a look at the nice cars they are driving. Do you know the work those cars do? Have you seen the roads those cars go on? Hey, they go into countries, there's no road. Because we are not a city people. They are going into the hinterland where nobody wants to go there to preach the gospel. And sometimes to get there, they have to cut their own road to get there. Sometimes they get to the place, they have to clear their own park. Are you in the house? Can you go? You can't. Even when the healing Jesus is moving around Ghana, you are afraid you cannot go. One time they were moving around the north and I went. And the next place they said they are going. The road was covered in water. And the car that I was in was a petrol car. I said, Masa, Sawichi. Water, petrol car. We turned back. Are you there? They were trying to go. In Ghana, in Ghana, not anywhere in Ghana. When they went, they got somewhere they can't cross. They had to go back and sleep in Tamale and reinvestigate. How do we maneuver? When they are, they are cars drink petrol, not water. <laughs> so I'm saying all this so that you are ready on the 28th. Amen. And when you put your offering inside, you say that, Lord, this one to meet to the winning of souls and part. The harvest of souls and part. The Madagascar crowd that they are going, I'm hearing that they've had to cut it into two. Hmm. Are you there? Yeah. And some of the places, they are, there's no road to the place. So they are discussing. Are they going to helicopter in? 
push your neighbor and say, look, ours is very simple. Our part is very simple. It's very... Ashes, next week, have envelopes for us, please. So that I can put an envelope in your hand. Amen? And do it as something. It's like something you are consciously doing. And then there are those of us who every month we have already pledged that we are going to do something. And you do it and you add something to it this month. And I believe God will bless us. Hallelujah. Are you there? Oh, are you there or you are traveled? I pray that there will be another round of Healing Jesus in Ghana so that some of you get a chance to go. Yeah, it's one of the most moving experiences you can ever, you can ever have. Yeah, and the healings. My own son was healed there. Yeah, he's a pastor today. He's a missionary today. But he had been on medication for about seven years. Yeah, when he's going, the medicine's like that. The bottle is like that. 16 tabs a day. And prednisolone. Yeah, 16 a day. It had come down from 32. And the doctors were like, it's too much for a young boy. And then healing Jesus was moving around. We said, let's go. Are you in the church? He was a drummer. He couldn't drum anymore. If he doesn't take the medication, he cannot walk after two days. So when he was going, he said, I'm not taking the medicine. I said, why? He said, so that I'll know if my healing comes. Hey, are you there? He was there. He was there. He was there. Are you in the church? He came back totally healed. Totally healed. Are you seeing it? But he, he had options of going to a hospital. Some of the people, they don't have any option of going anywhere. Do you understand? Because of where they are. So we're going to do our best. Tell our neighbor we're going to do our best. Okay. Powerful. Hallelujah. Amen. Choristers, are they in the house? They're not shy. They were late. Okay. Please, you can come and sing, but don't move my pulpit. You sing around everything. When you are done, you step down.
Holy Spirit need to feel his presence. Come near me, need to hear his voice. When I read my Bible, need to know he spoke it to me. What is the first thing that I do when I wake up in the morning? Yeah. What is the last thing that I do every night before I go to sleep? I get up and I say thank you, Lord, for all the things you've done for me. I kneel down right by my bedside and I worship. Worship the majesty. What is the first thing that I do when I wake up in the morning? What is the last thing that I do every night before I go to sleep? I get up and I say thank you, Lord, for all the things you've done for me. Are you clapping or you're not clapping? Anyway, powerful. Hallelujah. The song was written by our father. What's the first thing that you do at my quiet time? What's the last thing? I read my Bible. So as for this, this man, you hear this song, Gato, you are not well. Are you there? Choristers, I have only one charge against you. Oh, put your hands together for them because they only got the song this week, you know. Do you know what the charge is? Do you know what the charge is? The dance. I can't believe it. You are... The song has a dance and we will learn it with the dance. Hey, ask your neighbor what is the first thing that you do and tell your neighbor don't tell lies don't tell lies don't tell lies the first thing that you do most of you reach for your phone that's the first thing that you do ah some of you reach it and then you open uh, instagram first or you open snapchat first some of you i said what is the first thing that you do hey Am I talking to some people in the house? Some people check their charts to see whether somebody, something, something. 
There are also some you check your momo first. And that's why, please, choristers, sing the chorus for us. What is the first thing? Just sit there and sing it. Fast, 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 fast. First thing that I do when I wake up in the morning. What is the last thing that I do every night before I go to sleep? I get up and I at all we are on the just on this what is the first thing so that when you are walking around on campus and you are about to have your first lecture then you just hear in your ear what is the first thing that i do when i wake up in the morning point in your in your singing they answer i have my quiet time what is the uh-huh, that's first the part thing that i have my quiet time yeah. what is the last thing that i need to what is the first thing that i have my quiet time what is the last thing that i need to what is the first thing that i have my quiet time what is the last thing And for the rest of August, I'm going to be talking to you about your quiet time. Amen. But before I do, I forgot my most important announcement for this week, and that is that we have a very personal visit, a very personal convention, one you cannot miss. Amen. Listen, Archbishop Patrick is visiting us on Thursday and Friday. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. I need you to understand that he was actually on his way on a tour of 35 churches, and he has postponed it to be with us on Thursday and Friday. You can't miss it. Amen? Because I told him that by the time he returns, exams are close. Are you there? So he's coming. Amen? And... He's, tell your neighbor that or the bored is coming to preach in him. Honestly, he's one of only two people I know who can be preaching the word and people are slain under the power. Yeah. I have not seen that in many, many people. They are ministering before you see it. But he's one of only two people I know like that. That he'll be preaching and you, before you are where somebody is, is down there. Yes. So, we're going to have two days if you are in final year, if you are in final year and you miss this convention, you are not a wise man. Yeah. Because the word, it's a word you really, really need to hear. Amen. So Thursday we are here, Friday we are here, and please do not miss it. Amen. All right, take your seat. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, I'm reading a scripture to you. Before I start preaching about your quiet time, Luke chapter 6 and verse 38. Give and it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down and shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. I just want to say one thing here. Shall men, shall men, people will give to you. 
And some of you, the people who are giving to you have been around you and you have not seen them. Yeah. I don't know whether you are expecting it to drop from heaven. Uh-huh. So remember that God's going to answer you through a person. It's just, it's just a, a, a something. Uh, amen? It's just a something. Yeah. He's going to answer you through a person. Yeah, a person. Hallelujah. And, and so walk with a little bit of awareness of that. Because sometimes you are answering somebody or you are behaving in a certain way, not recognizing that that, your blessing was coming from there. Because it doesn't look like a blessing when it's coming. Yeah. All right. So today I'm going to be talking to you about your quiet time. Your quiet time. And this Sunday I'm talking about your quiet time is your chance to avoid shallowness. Your quiet time is your chance to avoid shallowness. Hallelujah shallowness is almost the curse of the charismatic church the average charismatic christian is a very shallow person and that includes you i know you feel very spiritual some of you i know some of you imagine that you see it's only that you have not given me your pulpit but if you had given it to me you'd be very shocked at the depth of my revelations and so forth you know all kinds of funny thoughts but today um, you're going to do some self-examination Nobody can look at you and know whether you are a deep Christian or a shallow Christian. Sometimes we can tell a bit by your behavior. Like those of you who are crying all the time. Those of you whose lives are packing up over one exam you didn't pass. You are a very shallow Christian. Very shallow. Are you there? Yeah, because as for difficulty in life, it's just one of those things. And the Bible says if you faint in, your, in the day of adversity, your strength is small your strength is small. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. And there is always a day of adversity somewhere. Another word for it in the Bible is the evil day. A day when things are happening that are not what you, 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 you want to see. Are you in the house? So it's important for you to know whether you are a strong Christian or a shallow one. And as your pastor, I can tell you that almost 90% of you, if not more, are very, very shallow. Don't worry, I'm going to give you the symptoms so that you will put yourself by it and see whether... Uh-huh. How do we know whether you have malaria? Is the symptoms? Mm. Hello? How do we know if you have COVID? Is the symptoms? How do we know if you have uh, uh, an STD? Is the symptoms? Is he as you are there? Hey, hey, hey. Well, 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 look, please, we are real in this church. I beg you, don't worry me at all. <laughs> Amen. All right, I'm going to read a scripture. I think let's begin here. From Mark chapter 4, we'll start right here. Jesus was, was, was um, um, what do you call it? He was giving a parable, and, and this was it. He said, Behold, there went out a sower to sow. A sower is just a farmer. It came to pass as he sowed that some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it. Come on, continue. Some fell on stony ground where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And others fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some thirty, some sixty, 30 some, and some 100. Please go to where he begins to interpret it. Then he begins to explain the parable. And he says, 
the sower soweth the word. So what am I doing this morning? I'm sowing the word. What happens when you come to church? The word is sown. Are you there? Then he begins to explain it. He said, these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. So as you have come to church, we're going to preach. We're going to say a whole lot of things, share some scriptures and so forth. But as soon as the preaching is over, some of you have not even left the church and Satan will come for you. So, so it's of no use to you. So you might find yourself in church, but Charlie, it has, you don't even remember anything. He's just telling us the different kinds of soil. Then there are those who are sown on stony ground. They hear. They receive it with gladness. <laughs> Continue la, And have no root in themselves. And so endure but for a time. This is the shallow Christian. He has no root. Uh-huh. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. Offended is like they are out. Then there are those sowed among thorns who hear the word and the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things enters in, chokes the word, and it becomes unfruitful. This is for the final year students. We shall talk about that. It's not my subject of today. Yeah. Because when you finish school, no matter how many cares of the world you had when you were in school, when you finish, the cares multiply. Yeah, the cares multiply. And that's when it chokes the word and many, Dr. Kobe, many doctors don't go to church anymore. Yeah, many doctors do not open their Bibles anymore choked by the cares of the world so if you are not ready to fight and it's a fight are you there? it's not a matter of you are good, you are bad it's a fight Yeah, but that's not my subject for today and then it talks about those who are, it's on good ground, they hear the word they receive it and bring forth fruit some 34, some 60 and some 100 amen are you in the church? but today we're concerning ourselves with the, with the shallow ones the shallow ones, those in verse 16 and 17 who receive the word with gladness. Many charismatics receive the word with gladness. Oh yes, it's very nice to preach to a charismatic congregation. As they are preaching, they are with you, they are flowing with you. Once you can show the scripture, they agree with you and they are for it and I mean, it is nice. But many have no root. And so today, I'm going to give you the symptoms of shallowness. The thing that if you see it in your life, it is you. Hello? Look, if you are not well, eh, and they don't diagnose the thing well, you can easily die of something that's curable. Yes. One of my sons, one time, they didn't diagnose severe malaria. They told me that the guy had leukemia. Yeah. And I remember I traveled from Tamale to Accra through the night with my son, sponging him that my son has leukemia to Accra. When I got to Accra, <laughs> I, Dr. Go was waiting for me. When I got there, he just looked at my face. He lifted the child. He said, sit down. And he went. When he came back, malaria plus, plus, plus. There was no, leukemia is blood cancer. There was no blood cancer in the child. <laughs> That's when I discovered that son, when he's given the malaria drug, he just throws it under the bed. Then we think we have given him medication. He hadn't taken it for a long time. That's all. If you get, you, you see the symptoms, then you go and diagnose it differently. Oh, you see, it's not that I'm shallow, I'm forgetful. We'll be here when we are going to heaven. We'll see you on the other side in hell. 
You just joke. <laughs> no, because shallowness, look at what it says. When something arises, it dies. So your Christianity, when you are a shallow Christian, it dies as soon as difficulty comes. And difficulty, they are in check. Are you not a girl? Are you not going to marry? The man that is walking around right now, he looks like a sober human being. When he marries you, no, he becomes something else. Are you there? As you know him, as he's in school, he's able to make soup, he's able to cook. As soon as he marries you, he becomes something, he cannot cook, he cannot do anything for himself. He doesn't know where his socks are. Without you, he's totally helpless. And as you are there, suddenly, you are carrying another human being. Then before you know it, pregnancy comes. One, two, three. Hey, look, you can be there. Look, you won't even remember. Your life is, you don't even remember that you are a Christian who is supposed to pray. When you are even talking to God, it's only about that man and those children you are born. That's it. You, I mean. <laughs> so you better be strong before you get there. Are you there? The church is very quiet. Oh. Lady Rev, they don't know how we have taken our scriptures, we've taken our message to the kitchen as you are cooking and frying pans. That they, uh, you, do, you have no idea. You have no idea. Are you there? The doctors, they, 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 they are busy and then because they start to fall. But I will tell you about a friend, a trauma surgeon. They called me and said, look, I'm trying to listen to the messages. Oh, but life, I'm in the theater all the time. I said, no problem. I said, oh, your phone, is it good? He said, yeah. I said, put it on your phone. And as they're operating, the thing is here with one, he's listening as he's operating. You'll be there. Forcing to be a man of God. Forcing. Yeah. If you don't force. <laughs> uh, you think you are busy as medical students? Wait. Just wait. What is waiting for you is worse. Am I saying the wrong thing? They have told you or they have not told you? Okay. Hmm. The church has become very quiet. Uh, did Pastor Shong tell you that when he was working, normal working hours are 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. or 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. And when you are done, you are now coming to write notes. So the 8 p.m. 8 a.m. becomes 10 a.m. Did he tell you that his wife came to visit him in the hospital? Not that he's sick, but she hasn't seen her husband yet. Because she too, she was living in Botiano and working at Laboni. So by the time he's returning home, she has also Okay, okay, okay. I'm just describing for you the mangana that is coming, the trouble. I haven't started on the architects yet. I've not started. I've not started. Are you there? Uh, Parkour is in the church. He's a very good architect. They'll tell me, Mommy, I'm traveling. I'll be back. I said, Where are you going? Uh, I'm going for two days. I'll go to Ho and finish. And then when I finish from Ho, I'll cross to Accra. And when I finish, I'll go to the... <laughs> you wait. And in the middle of it, you are praying. You are supposed to be a Christian. If you are shallow, it will squeeze it out. Some of you, you are there. You'll be there. No, you are not marrying. You're about 30 years old. Then you go and look for someone. You say, Lord, now there anything in trouser. Yeah. Then you marry it. It's not a care. So, look, you see, I'm just describing what is normal life. Lady Web, do you not know some? 
Do you not know some women who, I know women who are in their intelligence, they have become second wives. Yes. Because it's like I must have a husband. Oh, man. So today, listen well. Because you must cure yourself of shallowness. Your only way to survive is to be a deep Christian. Do you understand? The only way you will survive this is to be a deep Christian. If you are not a deep Christian, just life, it will knock you off. And I can show you people who were in this church more oja than you, working twice as much with a center of 50, 60 people. Three, four years down the line, they don't even go to church. Because when they now met life, shallow, shallow. Hey. And, but you see me, my basenta is working. It's not about basenta working. Up. Your basenta can work for many different reasons. One of the reasons I'm a friendly person. I gather people easily. It's just something God has given to me. Yeah, just... Are you there or you have traveled? The gentleman in the green shirt on his phone. Please get off your phone. If you know it's good for you, get off your phone. Thank you. I have not mentioned your name. I just said get off your phone. Hey. Because you see, that thing there is even a sign of the shallowness already. Oh, yes. You are addicted to your phone. It will contend with your Christianity. Oh, yes. It will contend with your Christianity. Symptom number one. A lack of knowledge of the scriptures. You don't know the scriptures. You don't know what the Bible says. Yeah, it's a sign of shallowness. Because if you don't have a quiet time, you don't read your Bible regularly, you will not know. Mm. Yeah. It's a sign of shallowness. You don't know the scriptures. Tied very closely to it in number two is an inability to quote the scripture. Knowing the scripture is one thing. Oh, sometimes you know a scripture, but you don't know where to find it. Yeah. But the number two, you don't, you can't quote some people are trying to test what I'm saying. Reverend Eric, can you do me a favor of getting a, a microphone and going to anybody sitting around the middle of the church and ask them to quote for you 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. A very common scripture. You see, they are even trying to... He cannot see the microphone you are holding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you want me to prove it to you? I'll prove it to you. 2 Corinthians 5.17. This is a very simple one. Please, if you don't know, just, just wave at him like this. I don't know. Master, just wave hey, He said he doesn't know. Go to another one. If you don't know, just, just wave your hand like this. Just wave your hand like this. Hey! If you don't use it, some of you, you are doing as if you cannot. Just, I said, just do your hand like this. Just do. And just please leave that place. Leave that place. Come this way. Come this way. Please go behind the laptop is behind them and see. Just give you the head. Just just I'm just trying to prove something to you. One, you don't know the scriptures. You don't know. You don't know the fact that your answer is even in the scripture. Yeah. 
before they now quoting the scripture. And as you are there, I don't want to disturb my dancers, but I would have shown you that legs moved. But scripture, scripture, this is not about legs moving, blank still. It's not about legs moving. It's about knowing the scriptures. Huh. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, 40 days he was fasting and praying. As soon as he finished fasting and praying, the first person he met, the very first person he met was the devil. It was a must know. And when he came, he came and said, you are hungry. Let me tell you something. Anything that the devil says, it is wrong. So even though when you finish a fast, you are supposed to eat. If the devil says, it is wrong. Because of who is saying it. Oh, you don't get what I'm saying. Because of who is saying it. Right there, Jesus just sets him straight with the scripture. I shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that you when the devil comes to visit you, then you take your phone and you start texting your, your shepherd and you start saying, please, I need help. I've had a bad dream. This and that and that and that. Because you don't know the scriptures. Because you don't know. You don't know. The, if you even knew the address, you would turn to it and open it. Are you here? Hey, the church has become very quiet. Uh, please, the problems are too many. I feel like killing myself. Nonsense. 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 You feel like what? Nonsense. It's only because I don't know who you are that I've given you that I've said, do it and let's see if you can. It's not a matter of killing yourself. It's a matter of finding the scripture. Tell your neighbor there's an answer in the scriptures. Hey. There's an answer. Every issue you are facing, there's an answer. But you don't know. You don't know it. No scripture knowledge. Zero. Shallowness. Are you there? If I even ask you common scriptures, we'll see drama here. If I say, win somebody to Christ using the scriptures, that's it. That's it. Oh, I know John 3.16. What about 17? What about 17? You know John 3.16, but it needs 17 to help it. Wow. All because you won't do quiet time. What is the first thing that I when I wake up in the morning? And what is the last thing that I do before I go to sleep? Give me the one that will answer. What is the first thing that I have my heart? This month, we are getting this habit into our lives. A habit can make you or break you. Yeah. Some of you, when you wake up in the morning, you stretch for your weed. I have not called your name. I have not called your name. 
But from this week, when you go to pick the weed, then you will hear, what is the first thing? I have my quiet time, what is the last thing? I read my Bible, and what is the first thing? Are you in the church? We are curing this shallowness. Yeah. We are curing it. Hey, my family, this is happening. I said there is a scripture. But how will you know? Because the Bible is not like a textbook you can read and know everything. And that is why you do the quiet time. Because it comes layer by layer. Here a little. There a little. It is spiritual food. It's like eating. When you were born, you were not this size. But the truth of the matter, as you were eating, there was a growing that was happening. Most of the time, you don't even see it, but one day you go and stand there. Ah, I used to be five foot one, now I'm five foot three. But you didn't see the two inches. Suddenly you were there. Suddenly you were five foot seven. Yeah, you didn't see it coming. Are you in the church or you have traveled this morning? Push your neighbor and say, neighbor, we are killing the shallowness. We are killing the shallowness. We are killing the shallowness. Yeah. Some of you, you're sitting in the back is a sign of the shallowness. I am explaining. When the church is full, you don't have an option. But there are some of you, even when there is a place, you sit in the back. You allow me, let me finish my, my symptoms of, of shallowness. The next one, the inability to pray for an hour a day. When Jesus went, was, was trying to pray, he took his disciples with him. And when they slept, he said, hey, you, can't, you couldn't even pray for an hour. You couldn't even pray for an hour. And when you are a Christian, a serious, you say you are serious, you cannot pray. We are not talking about the one that you do in church to impress us. We are talking about the one you do on your own. On your own, you wake up and say, I'm going to pray. I'm going to read my Bible and I'm going to pray. If you are not praying for an hour, you are not serious yet. Ah, step number four. I'm showing you the symptoms. The inability to lead or to teach anybody anything after two years as a Christian. You are there telling me, oh, me, I was born a Christian. You are born a Christian. Meanwhile, you cannot teach anybody how to become a Christian. You cannot open the scripture. You can't do anything. You are a shallow Christian. Get out of your self-righteousness and begin to learn something. Oh, yes. Give us Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 12. I'm going to read it in the King James first. Then we'll go to NLT. Just because I like the way the words are serious here. For when for the time you ought to be teachers. You have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And I become such as have need of milk and not strong meat. Give it to us in the NLT. You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. And they came and they asked you, oh, start a It's not nothing. It's just you are so shallow. You don't know narrow. You cannot... No, because the truth of the matter is that you will find some people they don't know much. I'm going to try. And just in their trying, because they have to share something with somebody else, they learn it. 
So in the end, it becomes something that helps them. You be there. Be there. It's your shallowness. I'm talking. Can I come and stand here and be sharing these things with you if I myself didn't have time talking to God, speaking to God, reading my Bible? Can I? No. So the first person who is helped, and most sometimes the only person who is helped is yourself. When you are given an opportunity to lead somebody. And even when you are not given an official opportunity, you are a Christian. What about those around you who are not? Many of you can't share anything because you don't know it. Please just keep us in the NLT there. NLT, please. Of Hebrews 5.12. You have been believers so long. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. Our weapon is the word of God. That's one of our major weapons. We have other weapons. But one of the major weapons is the word of God. When a lecture says, I'm going to fail you because you don't sleep with me. It is the word of God that will deliver you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But you don't have the word. You don't have it. Yeah. But it is the one. All the, other, uh, um, all the other parts of the armor protect and cover. But the one you fight with as an arrow is the word. Please, I said, keep us in the Hebrews 5. Verse 12. He says, you are like a baby. You have been a Christian 12 years, but you are a baby. Can you imagine a 12-year-old pooping on himself, peeing on himself? That's what babies do. Crying by heart. Yeah, the president is passing. You want the president to touch your baby. Then the baby goes, ah! <laughs> and adults will not do that. And adults will greet. But the baby, ah! And the mother is trying to be embarrassed. Hey, that's how you are. Push your neighbor and say, they are talking about you. The next one, a lack of interest in Christian books and messages. And lack, they don't interest you. Your spirit is not awake. Your spirit is not awake. The next one, an inability to worship God. Some of you, that's why you come late. Because you are not able to worship. Yeah, you are not able to worship. You don't worship him in private. And when you come to church too, and the, the words are even on the screen. You are just standing. Tell me I am lying. So that I will prove it to you now as we are here. Were we not just singing? It was just a small part of the song. Just a small part. The music is there. The words are there. I mean, I don't know the songs. Idiots. How will you know songs that you don't open your mouth to sing? You see, in my home church, we don't sing these songs. Wait, 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 wait. Excuse me. Let me deal with that one. And I'm just answering somebody's foolish questions. Listen. Every church has its songs. You are going to be here for four years. It's about time you, you understand it. Uh-huh. So maybe your home church is somewhere, but it's not here. So for four years, you better learn the thing. And better flow. Better flow. I'm sure if we go and check right home church, that's how you are. You just stand there. It's only that maybe the scriptures are in, the, the verses are in the book, so you sing from the book, but you don't know Nero. Nero. And then you are there. You think that is cool. It's not cool. It's stupid. Why am I saying that? Because there are times when, in certain times, is there even the, the song that will even deliver you. 
You just, maybe you can't even remember a scripture, but a song based on scripture, suddenly that's the one that is, is, is in your ear. Yes. Yes. But when you are a shallow Christian, you can't take it. It's shallowness that's doing you. In church, only two hours. It's shallowness that's doing you. Shallowness. When you are watching Netflix, you can sit in one place, six hours of nonsense you are watching. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Every Sunday, we got some good praise and worship going over here. And when you come and they say, sing, then you are standing. You are like a cold motorbike on a Hamatan morning. When they sit on it and then, nothing. Second song, nothing. Third song, nothing. You're not coming alive. Are you here? Some of you, I thank God that they don't give us the right to be beating people. Because I'd have lashed you. Uh, I'd have lashed you. Uh. You are being what? Cool. Not in the house of God. The people who are cool in the house of God are the people who are part. Mm, yeah. That's what it means to be cool. You are inside, you are part. Oh, you come on. You're just there. Push your neighbor and say, Who are you impressing? I think I should go and preach at the back because I don't know whether it's human beings or sticks. I said, Push your neighbor and say, Who do you think you are impressing? Who are you impressing? You are the same people that we are preaching to who will not go and have your quiet time to. Maybe it's in your house that you are the first graduate and everybody is falling down and honoring you. But here, dear, it doesn't work for us. Oh. It doesn't work for us at all. It doesn't work for us at all. In this church, the only people that we respect are people who work for God. That's all. Oh yes, that's it. That's it. That's it. I mean, if you are an old person, we try to accord you the respect of an older person. But other than that, I mean, there are no heroes here. That's why we don't reserve chess. Mm, we don't reserve chess anywhere. There are some places where they see there are seats reserved for the rich people who support. Here, there's nothing like that. We are all serving God. When you work for God, that's when we think you are a hero. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. Hey, sing it. What is the best thing? I have not quite a, What is the last thing? What is the first thing that I have not quite And what is the last thing that I have not quite What is the first thing that I have not I need some of you to get up and go to the back because the way they are sitting, they are there. For no, almost yet, they don't understand English, so go there and see them at all.
for the Lord. Hallelujah. Inability to worship God. And me, you see, it's not like that. It's these songs I don't like. No, no, no. It's the demon that lives inside you who is not able to stand it. No, I am very serious about what I'm saying. I am very serious about what I'm saying. When I was an unbeliever, especially when they start praying in tongues, I cannot. Yeah. I cannot cry. I'm uncomfortable. When I gave my life to Christ, this was one of the first things that disappeared. Yeah. It was a very clear discomfort. Very clear. Very clear. Hmm. Are you there? Please ask your neighbor, are you able to sing worship songs? Yeah, I saw somebody say, don't, don't hype yourself at all. Don't hype yourself. Ah. Ah. Oh, you see, if the thing was in chi, I'd have sung it. But you didn't tell Celine Dion that she should sing chi. Eh? All your unbelievers, you didn't tell them that they should sing chi. Tell your neighbor, you better check the spirit in you. You better check. It's a sign. One of the first signs. Because you will see that even when you go to another place, you don't know the song, you are kind of interested, you are trying to pick the words, you are trying to do something. And when there's no interest, it's a sign. It's a sign. My last point. The inability to fellowship regularly. Oh, it's not like that. It's just that I'm busy. No, no, no. I told you. Please allow the diagnosis. Stop giving a wrong diagnosis. Yeah. You are not able to go to church often. When you go once, you have to go and recover. For the next month. There are some of you who come to church once a month. Please take me to 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7. One of my favorite verses in this life. 1 John 1 7. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. If we are in the light, one of the first signs of darkness is the inability to fellowship. Read the scripture. Read it. Read it. If you are in the light, as he is in the light, so if you belong to Christ, you will find that you are drawn to have fellowship. So even when you get to a place where how you normally fellowship, they are not there, you look for another place where there are believers that you can fellowship. Yeah. And that inability to fellowship is a sign of darkness. Ah, read the word. If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. When there is no light, you can't fellowship. You see, even among us who fellowship, have you not noticed that when you fall into a certain sin, the first thing you do, I don't feel like going to church. Yeah. Yeah. What has happened? Some darkness has come as a result of that sin. And if you don't resolve it before God, you see that you are, your fellowship is affected. Yeah. Some of you who have come, my mother said, my father, it's not that old. It's sin. 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 Some girl you want to continue sinning with. Some guy you want to continue sinning with. And then it affects your fellowship. And then you come with an excuse. Because you will discover that when you are somebody in the light, even when you go to where fellowship doesn't happen easily, you go and look for people. You go and look for fellowship. 
You are driven to it. Eric, were you not driven to look for believers in India? Is it a Christian country? Now, as you are walking around, you meet Christians. You have to search. You have to search. Some of you, as you are there, because of darkness, when you get there, you will never go and look for. And then you are. No, it's true. It's true. Many who go and do, they say, I'm going to do further studies. That's it all. The darkness takes over. They are not Christians again. Again. Yeah. Shallow. They are shallow. So when they go, when some small something or not, that's it. Yeah. Yesterday night at the, at the faith secret service, I was telling them a friend of mine was sent to go and work in a place where Christianity is not allowed. And she was texting me before she went and she said, Charlie, she's worried because she was going to be there for some three months or so. He said, proper Christian, three months without fellowship, she's worried. You, you can be there two years in school. You never had any fellowship. As you have come here, somebody has even dragged you in po. They have dragged you in po and you are frowning at me that I'm insulting you. You can frown now. I'll still preach my preaching. It doesn't worry me at all. And Hame cry because when I was a student, I never had a pastor. How I wished later I had had a pastor. It would have stopped me from walking into certain areas in life. Yeah. So allow me to insult sense into you. Are you there? Anyway, this friend of mine, so she told, she said, hey, three months, no fellowship. And I said, where you go? You never know what God will do. So she gets to this place and it was a UN something and they were working there and she texted me. She, she emailed me after a while and she said, can I believe what happened? She was in her office minding her own business. I mean, it was a place. She had a desk and at, around the second week when one of her, the a worker there, a colleague, a foreigner also. He just passed by her desk and he put a sheet of a paper in front of her, a card. When she read it, he said, welcome. We will be fellowshipping at such and such and such and such a place. You are welcome to join us. Without opening her mouth, without speaking a word, just by looking at her, the man knew, deep calleth unto deep. This is one of our own. This is one of our own. She fellowshiped the full three months. They had a place inside the building, a room there, no lights, not, no windows. It doesn't open to the outside. Oh, they went there. They had full church, prayer time, fellowship time, wear time. You, you would have been sitting down. Because you're not ready now. Lights, new woman. Ask your neighbor, is your light shining? The scripture says, let your light so shine before men. So as you are there, an unbelief, a believer, you don't know that there's a light in you. Let your light so shine. <laughs> but you, you have taken your light, you have covered it, and you have put it underneath the table. Then once a month, you go for it and you come to church. God has seen you. Hey! Today we are curing our, sh- uh, our shallowness. I said we are what? When you don't enjoy fellowshipping. You don't enjoy being with other believers. It's a sign to you that you, you are not a Christian. You are none of his. And so today, sort it out. Sort it what? Well, it's not like that. You see, the Christians are some way. They are what? You are who? I said, you, 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 you are who? The Christians are some way. You, you are what? We are unbelievers in Nabucasano. Oh, but you see, eh, but you see the church cry. When I see some of these people, some of those who are dancing, I even know them. You see, this one, my flock cry. Look, he's more of a sinner than me. Hey. 
I beg you. Please, oh. The church is a hospital. We come here with our sickness. We don't come here to say we are perfect. Jesus was the one who said, he said, those who are well, they don't have any need of a physician. You, you are well, be there. Those of us who are not well, that's why we are here. Looking for help and looking for help to be Christians. This morning, I want you to diagnose yourself. Nobody can tell you whether you are this or that, but you. As you look at the points, please put the points there. Give yourself marks. How many of these points concern you? Somebody, seven out of seven, you are inside. Oh, she said, we are shallow in total. Some people, three over seven. Some, four over seven. But this month, by the grace of God, we are deleting shallowness. Yeah, we are deleting it. We are getting into the word. The word is beautiful, I tell you. Oh, yes. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. When it begins to solve your problems for you. Yeah. Yeah, reading you say, ah, that's my answer right there. And you see that God has helped you. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. I want you to start talking to the Lord this morning. Talk to the Lord this morning. Confess your shallowness before him. Confess your lack of knowledge of the scriptures. Some of you don't even care. So even start there. Start by confessing that, Lord, the truth is that I'm shallow and I don't even care. Please help me. You are in need of emergency help. Talk to him this morning. Talk to the Lord this morning. somebody you are talking to the Lord and you are saying but Lord when I, when I read the scriptures I, I fall asleep talk to him about it this morning it's changing it's changing it's changing it's changing it's changing it's changing ask the Lord to plant a love of the scriptures in your heart a love of the scriptures a love of him oh it's changing Oh, it's changing. Somebody, the desire to pray and the ability to pray for an hour is coming, it's coming, it's coming. Somebody say, I don't know what to pray about. We'll get there. Talk to the Lord. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him this morning. Talk to him. Somebody tell the Lord, I don't like fellowship. I don't like coming to church. When I'm coming, I struggle, Lord. Please change it for me. Be honest before him. Be honest. If you lie to anybody, if you are dishonest to anyone, not to him, talk to him this morning. Oh yes. Father, we confess our shallowness. We have not done as we ought. Forgive us for not knowing the the scriptures. Forgive us for not being able to quote the scriptures. Forgive us for not praying an hour a day. Forgive us for not being able to lead and to teach others. Forgive us, Lord, for our lack of interest in the messages and the books that you've placed around us. Forgive us for our inability to worship you, O God. Forgive us for our lack of love of fellowshipping with you and with those who are yours. And now, Lord, make a difference in our lives. Draw us to our Bibles. Draw us to have time with you every day. Let it not just be a song that we sing, but let it be real in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
as every head is bowed and every eye is closed. You are here this morning and you need to give your life to Jesus. Before you can, your, your walk with God, before your fellowshipping will make sense, before your reading of the Bible and even to understand it, you need to give your life to Jesus. Some of you, the Bible is a mystery to you because you are not born again. You need his spirit to be able to unravel his word. And you are here and say, I want to give my life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand. Wherever you are, just lift it. Just lift it. God bless you. Just lift it. Just lift it. God bless you. God bless you. If your hand is lifted as you start, I see your hands all over the back, the middle. Please come to me. I'm going to lead you. Just come. Come to me. Come to me. And we're going to say a prayer. Just come. Others are coming as you are also coming. Come. You lifted up your hand. Come. God bless you. God bless you. Say. God bless you. Just come. Let somebody walk with you and come. Just come. Come to me. God bless you. God bless you. You don't know Jesus. This morning we are being real. You've gone to church all your life. But this one. God bless you. Come. Come and join me. God bless you. 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 But I haven't prayed a certain personal prayer to make my relationship personal. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you for your honesty. Come. Just come. There's rejoicing in heaven over you already. That's what the scripture tells us. Come. Scripture tells us, come. Come. It's not far to walk. Just come. Let someone join you. Your heart is beating. It's a sign. Jesus is telling you. All is not okay. All is not okay. Step out and come. Do not let your pride stop you. Do not let another person stop you. I'm just giving you one more minute. Just come. Sing it one more time. Oh, yes. And we're singing it for you. Just stretch out and come. Come up to Jesus. And give him your life. Give him your life. Give him your life today. Just come. Stretch out and come. Friend and okay. yeah, standing in front here this morning. I want you to pray these words after me, but let it be your prayer. And those in the congregation, just help us. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in your blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you that I am born again as your word says in John chapter 3. May I never be a shallow Christian. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at FOLCIBS. God richly bless you.